What's great about being a cow? bit weird but fair enough i guess i'm fascinated by nature's response to humans retreating from normal life in this lockdown period i told you about the elephants who broke into an empty village and drank all the corn wine now i can tell you in wales goats have invaded a town and are wrecking havoc locals in the town of landudno Wales said approximately 122 Kashmiri goats wandered away from their home in the Great Orne Country Park and ventured into the city streets, which had been low on human activity due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Residents said the goats had been feasting on their hedges and other plants. A North Wales police spokeswoman said authorities believe the goats will eventually leave town on their own and officers will not be responding to non-emergency calls about the animal trespasses. In other words, the cops don't want any kind of Wild West showdown in the main street with these goats. There's no Clint Eastwood coming in to run the goats out of town. They are doomed. This is all starting to get a very 12 monkeys feeling about it, isn't it? Fair enough, I guess. It's the bit where I talk to guests and that. And this week's guest. Uh, returning guest Matt. Hello, returning guest Matt. Hello. Nice to be back. Yes. And new guest Rich. Hello, Rich. Good evening, Stuart. Thank you very much for having me. Ah, oh, it's a pleasure. Who the fuck are you? Um, <laughs> I'm a reject from many other... Stuart Buckland production podcasts, uh, <laughs> who's been dug up um, both metaphorically and physically to impart some annoying pauses throughout the podcast. I think Ben will compete with you in the pause department if mm. if there are some that escaped my editing prowess. My arch nemesis. Yes, Rich is another friend of mine from more than two decades. Um, not something we dwell on because we don't feel like feeling like old fuckers. <laughs> this is the Bit Weird Podcast, so let's get into some weird stuff, shall we? And I like to start this section by telling you about a weird law that I've found. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the weird law is from Georgia, US state. Mm-hmm. It is illegal to make a disturbing sound at a fair in athens Clark County, Georgia. Okay. Hmm. At a fair. At a fair, yeah. You know, um, sideshows, uh, you know, shoot the ducks and win a prize. Country what, what, fair. How are we thing. defining a disturbing noise here? Is there any Well, kind that's of- what I thought might make an interesting discussion here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, are the local police there uh, qualified to judge exactly what a disturbing Ooh. sound is and what isn't? I mean, you know, is that a disturbing sound? Is that someone vomiting from like, uh, like I don't know. Like, I hate the squeals of like annoying children as they're spinning, hurtling around a ride at a fair. Is that disturbing? Yeah. 
Well, yeah. And what if you're a police officer at a fair, do you walk around with a committee and you take a quick kind of poll among, whenever you hear anything just to make sure everyone's in agreement that, yes, that is disturbing? Or no, it's not. It seems incredibly subjective. What if you got someone there with misophonia and you got someone just sitting there <laughs> chomping on a chomping on a Pluto pup right in their ear? Oh, ASMR. Yeah. yeah. This is the best. What's going on? You know, people usually pay me to send them videos of me eating corn dogs. <laughs> um, yeah, what if it's just some annoying dude like, oh, step right up to the the ghost ride. Yeah. Oh, you'll yeah. shit your pants. And you're just like, oh, God, <laughs> shut up. Come on, come on. Throw your yeah. dart at the balloon, get your balloon, get the prize. Come on, win yourself. The excited squeal of winning a, you know, novelty toy of some kind. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's... Um, is there a test is- case which we can... Decide that we can find out where where did this law come from? I'm from the very uh, rich tradition of each kind of county letting whatever the mayor, whatever gets on the mayor's goat, he can make a law about pretty much. <laughs> that sounds pretty um, good. Yeah. I think a society is about to head back to that kind of mentality. The very localism seems to be <laughs> yeah. what's happening at the when- moment. So. I think that'd be a great. Well, I'll tell you, whenever, whenever I read a law like this, I imagine it kind of uh, on the set of Deadwood, and Swearingen getting the shits for something and telling Farnham to make a law about it, and that's kind of how I imagine this tradition of just pissy fucking laws. Yeah, just pissy laws. <laughs> Is it kind of? Do you think it's supposed to be directed at the fair operators as opposed to the clientele? I didn't think of that. I just, uh, I just assumed like you know. Kind of a, see, I thought it might have been like the fair grand operator. So if you've got a fair, you're not allowed to make disturbing noises. Like if the, yeah, the say, like the ghost, if the ghost train's got some weird howly thing, which kind of echoes out across the across the county, mm. freaking everyone out. Well, then that puts the fair in a position of having to hire heavies to walk around the fair and yeah. police, like but internally all- police. Like oral heavies, you mean? Just listening? Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. trumpet or something? Just, oh, was, yeah, someone, yeah, someone's on those uh, rotating teacups <laughs> and um, they have to stop the ride and go, all right, listen, we deemed your noise disturbing. <laughs> Surely that comes under an essential service under the yeah, your face rearranged. <laughs> you keep it down. <laughs> Well, the teacups are an essential service. <laughs> no, the, the oral heavies. I think the oral heavies are going to be coming thick and fast around the nation. Yeah, yeah. New... Keeping the noise down. Yeah, just on a tangent, obviously uh, the phrase essential service refers to what can and can't stay open in our current corona lockdown environment. Mm. There's a um, very arbitrary list. Very, very arbitrary. <laughs> What's not? I might as well put um, stuff, um, some things, things. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, not saw, other I things. Blokes, saw, but not fellas, healers, yeah. but chicks. I, I, I saw the government list, and I'm really hoping it's in order of importance because liquor stores were fourth on the list. <laughs> so, I think if you um, want to create widespread panic, that would be shut yeah. that down. <laughs> 
Yes, anyway, we digress. If at some point after all the travel bans and corona troubles we're having, you feel like you go, fuck me, I've got to, I want to visit Georgia, then um, During make fair sure, season. Yeah, make sure you keep a level head when you go to the fair. Maybe it's a Georgia peach thing. So, like, <laughs> munching on the Georgia peaches, the... <laughs> oh, let's have at least 10 minutes of you making that noise, please. As it dribbles down the chin of a boss hog style government official. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, you can imagine boss hog walking around a fair telling people that he finds their noise disturbing a little. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move into the section where we tell each other weird shit. Yeah. Um, Matt, do you want to kick us off this? Now, I've got a traditional trial by combat, oh, yeah. which I thought you might like. Okay. This one mm. involves any kind of breakup or divorce. Mm. And, and this is a professor at the University of Oklahoma found an old German manuscript complete with illustrations detailing a proper procedure and battle techniques for when husbands and wives have no choice but to have a trial by combat. <laughs> I think I might have seen this recently. It's pretty interesting. It doesn't explain how it gets to the no choice. Like oh, we're, we've, we've we've tried everything, arbitration. We we went to mediation ceremony uh, yeah. situations. Nothing. Got yeah. the rolling pin, frying pans yeah. have been done. Yeah. So this is what happened was because usually they they considered that it was women should not be involved in uh, ideas of combat because usually you, if you had a, you were wronged as a woman, you would designate a champion to fight for you. <laughs> but if it was between a man and a wife, they had a solution as to uh, how to solve this to, I guess, seemingly make it fair. Right. So are you saying that, like, what, what era are we talking about here? Oh, I don't think I've what got an era, actually. Oh, I mean, okay. it looks fairly me- um, medieval, I would say. All right. Okay, so it's not recent enough for, you know, you have a Barney with your wife and it's, it's, it comes down to dual time and she can't choose Junkyard Dog to come and be <laughs> her champ. I can't. I'm, uh, my translation of German's not great, but okay. I don't think JYD comes up anywhere in here. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But it, it looks kind of it looks kind of maybe. I think it's yeah. <laughs> it looks kind of judging by the illustrations that accompany it, kind of maybe Renaissance era. Yeah, well, that's kind of that's right in the dueling yeah. sweet spot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so here's the process. Okay. And now I know you're both going to enjoy this because according to the manuscript, the husband was placed in a hole that came up to his waist. <laughs> okay, so this is a handicap this is handicap kind of yeah, drilling then. Yeah, and he he is armed with a club. Okay. Well, that's okay, good. Now, that's, so. The wife would stand at the edge of the hole. Right. And she, she, she would she would be given a cloth with a four or five pound stone in one end of it. What? So she has like a sling to like wang him oh. with the with the rock. Right. And he has a club to try and just I guess swing around. 
Um, but, but surely she has to have her arms tied to her side or something like that. Please. No, no, no. So what you're saying is she's did you she's got one rock. So if she misses or doesn't get a good shot in, she's got to get in close enough to pick the rock up again. You know what? I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to attach photos because I'd assume it's in like a sling thing. Like it wouldn't come out. Like if you had like the, the stone in the middle of the four corners of the. Yeah, exactly. Or, right. or, I, I, or I are you talking like a bar of soap and down a sock? Yeah, yeah, bar yeah, of soap yeah, and yeah, a bar of soap. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit you with it rather than fling the it. The doorknob handle. Oh, okay. Stuff. All right. But however, they um, Sorry, carry on. Well, no, I'm just trying to picture this club. Is it uh, like a? <laughs> Are we just talking like a glorified stick or is it like a full-on kind of manufactured weapon, I wonder? Because up against a rock in a cloth. It looks like a shaped log, basically. It's okay. a bulking stick. Yeah. Like it would do some damage but not enough to kill you. Right. Unless well. you, I don't know, depends how, how angry you were. <laughs> I'd be angry if I was in in a hole and pinged with a fucking <laughs> rock with off. a rock. But but like I have to put some of these pictures are amazing. So it actually says, in spite of the perceived advantage of the man's strength, the manuscript is sure to present ways of either combatant might be successful. And the first picture is the woman is just basically got him in a fearsome headlock because she's mm. got you know, the upper hand, literally, right. of being above him. And she, here she has broken away from him and attempts to strangle him. She's just got a mad headlock. <laughs> was it to the okay. death or just till? Was there, what, was the, what was the rules upon it? Like what, what was the arbitrary? Well, until he admits that it was his time to put the cutlery <laughs> I, away. I've got to tell you, these images are like very junkyard dog style. Like there's a headlock, <laughs> there's a like knee in the back, knee yeah, in the back and dragging the head back, and some kind of tombstone into the hole, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> As in the wife performing the tombstone, or she was no, she's, she's been, been lifted up by the husband. I, I gotta say, this image he doesn't look very strong, but he's still holding the club aloft in his right hand, and in his left hand, he's basically giving her a tombstone into the hole. Right, that's amazing. Okay, well, this is probably an appropriate thing to throw out on the social channels. Get in touch. Is um, being waist deep in a hole an appropriate enough handicap in a match like that? And uh, club v club v cloth rock, <laughs> cloth with a rock on? in it. Yeah, where do you stand on that? <laughs> here it says he he has pulled her to him and thrown her down and wishes to strangle her. Right. So it was it to the death? Well, it says short of death or dismemberment, it's unclear how a winner would be decided. I, I'm guessing that one of them's going to tap out. Yeah, one of them's just got to admit, all right, all right, all right, all right, I should have folded the washing. Yeah. yeah. We should have folded the rock into the washing, have some of this. So was this like in, I'm assuming it's kind of a um, an alternative to divorce at this time. So yeah, they weren't as easy to come by, so they'd go through this process in order to. Yeah, if you had a grievance, I'm guessing. I think probably at that time, uh, let's say you're a dude, You'll probably uh, look down upon less if you kill your wife rather than try to divorce her. Yeah, no, you <laughs> so, probably. Uh, no. <laughs> now this is a logical step. Yeah, I don't want to divorce her, but watch me give her a swinging yeah, neck yeah. breaker. Yeah. 
moonsault off the top of my own ditch. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. There's nothing about like what happens if he gets out of the ditch. Like, did he get? Does he get harangued by society? Yeah. Oh. I was going to ask that question, but I thought maybe is that you know, There was an obvious answer. Well, the guy's not getting out of the in any of the pictures. He's not getting out. No, no. He gets a DQ if he gets out of the <laughs> That's ditch. That's right. Disqualification. <laughs> Yeah. She gets a free um, shot. Just... Yeah, just <laughs> up a chair and just... free wang with a rock. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right, I might go next, and I might tell you very briefly about Boanthropy. Uh, Boanthropy is a psychological disorder in which the sufferer believes he or she is a cow or ox. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. There you go. It's a it's a thing, legitimate thing, where you can kind of, you know, start to feel like you're fanging for some lawn a little bit, I guess, or, or something like that, fanging for a bit of grass. And then slowly the bovine mood takes over you, I guess. Uh, the most famous sufferer of this condition was King Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, heart. Heart of clay, no, feet of clay, heart of stone. Yeah. Mm. Uh, in the book of Daniel, uh, it says he was driven from men and did eat grass as oxen. Oh so, um, yeah, he's obviously a significant historical figure who's, uh, as a very, very minor side note, they decided to mention that he thought he was an ox. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything about what drives this? fixation is it a well i guess it's the same as any is there any other fascination with um bovines predetermined or is it a not i think it's just the same as any delusional state you've you know some sort of thing occurs in your brain that that just pings you off in a very different course for whatever reason yeah uh, it says here, boanthropy still occurs today mm. when a person in a delusional state believes themselves to be an ox or cow and attempts to live and behave accordingly. I don't have much more to say about that, really, to be honest. Yeah, so basically, so for modern day sufferers, is it as literal as they get out in their backyard or do they actually go and find a good farm to join? Like, was the. <laughs> Oh, I'm just, I assume they asked to be milked a fair bit. I was going to say, is there a, is a bit of a dairy product thing going on? Yeah. But um, of all the things to kind of, like, you, you assume with these kind of things, it's a, 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 a like an absence of reason in mm. that you um, can't deal with reality, right? So you want to become something that you obviously hold in a high position in your mind right like like you would would rather be oh why can't i just be a cat they get to lie around all day and just eat food and be treated like that so that's why you get people who um you know wear cat suits and and kind of get into cat fetishes and things like that what's great about being a cow what is great a good question. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, lawns. I think I come down to staring at lawns all day. Are you providing? You're providing a service, keeping lawns down. I yeah. mean, you know, you know. I, social. I, it could be social. It could be a social mm, thing. I think it'd be fulfilling to be a goat. 
just, mm. you know, being able to get rid of any old detritus in someone's backyard, just eat all, eat all that, <laughs> get rid of that. So you think there should be some element of like social, like some benefit to the people around you to stop being selfish with the psychosis? Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I imagine like, and, you know, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'll say that straight up. But I imagine... I, I imagine you know some like something that fuels these delusional states might be a, a sense of personal inadequacy sometimes, right? Mm. So what, does that not mean that um, you would you know covet or imagine being something that that serves maybe a, a, a nice purpose? Mm. I think that lack of responsibility is probably one of the the founding parts of it, like the fact that you don't have to worry about anything. You're a cow. Hang out in the field. Yeah. Sit down when it's yeah, about I, to rain. What else do cows, what else cows known for? Yeah. I do want to stress I'm not a psychiatrist. I do <laughs> want to stress. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many episodes in before you made that claim. Yeah. Well, like I said, not fact-checked. Um, <laughs> uh, my, my real question, my question really is, are, would they be naked? Well... Look, this is a shitting thing. Yeah, I think I think you probably have your peak ox tones <laughs> when you feel when you're feeling it more. Yeah, and you probably get get your kid off then. Other times <laughs> you might just be feeling slightly oxy, but you know you got to get to work still. Yeah, so it's about form. Yeah, it's really. I'd say I'd say it's kind of there's a you know ebb and flow to these kind of things. <laughs> hmm. Um, again, that's conjecture, not <laughs> psychiatric studies. I just read something interesting and thought I'd bring it up on a podcast. <laughs> um, enough of that. I thought it might have been an obsession with Simon Bowen from a country practice, but you know, there you go. <laughs> wow. That's a reference, uh, <laughs> not kind of the caliber of which anyone will get. <laughs> Anyone, will get. <laughs> Anyone, yeah. <laughs> well, let's throw to Rich being a newbie and see what he's bringing to the table. Um, I'm feeling a bit religious, boys. Um, got a couple mm, of, okay. mm. couple of, couple of saints and a few of their relics and some of the weird shit that goes on with some of them. <laughs> um, so we're going to start off with Saint Anthony of Padua. Padua, sorry, of course. Anthony of Padua oh, is, of cool. course, the patron saint. Everyone know. Pensions of lost Same. things. So, mm -hmm. Anthony, okay. oh, God, got to get myself some good Catholic co-hosts next time. Oh, yeah, yeah he helps you find shit when you lose yeah, it. Yeah, you pray to St. Anthony, he finds all the right, shit. Right, 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 right. Um, so, basically, St. Anthony, he died of his own um, his own condition, which is called, called St. Anthony's fire. And it's actually ergot poisoning, which is a um, mutation or, sorry, a fermentation of... Um, rye, which then causes people to freak out and go into immense pain. So basically, it causes gangrene, and it's not yeah. very, it's not very pleasant at all. Basically, the um, so that was how he died. And so, thirty is that from, years, is that from eating kind of fucked up bread or from um, beer? Or? Much, yeah. So well, basically, the rye. What happens is the end of the rye ferments. It gets a um, like a fungus growing on it. And mm -hmm. so that then causes it can be then milled or it comes into um, once again this is mainly middle age I'm 
yeah, Middle Ages um, kind of style. So this is where mm. mainly through bread, yeah. Um, okay. So he retreated and lived out his last few days and died an agonising death. 30 years later, his his admirers, his um, all the people who used to think, oh, yes, and Anthony, he'll help you find things. They pried open his vault, see how he's doing, as you do, checking on mm. your dead mates. Mm. Pried open. And the only thing that was left of him, apparently most of him had turned to dust, but all that was left was his tongue. What? Oh. 30 what? years later, and it's described as having been... Well, just sitting on a slab. <laughs> just, just sitting on a mound of dust. Sitting in a pile of dust. Apparently oh. with the jawbone intact, just dust, tongue, jawbone, and <laughs> described as being uninjured and of a lively flesh colour. What? So Saint so like- Bonaventure was so excited to see this tongue. What would you do if you're so excited to see a tongue? <laughs> I'm guessing he ate it. Is that what he did? Did he eat he it? Didn't. He kissed it. Oh, oh God. <laughs> he kissed it. So Saint Bonaventure, pff, never heard of him, did nothing else noteworthy, but he <laughs> kissed the tongue. That's enough though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Breaking into a tomb and kissing a tongue. Oh, well, yeah. It's the Saint Tongue Kisser over here. I'm sure plenty of, yeah. There's plenty of saints who have done a hell of a lot there. <laughs> Yeah. Um, hey, 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 ladies. Oh, you know oh. me. I'm the I'm the saint patron saint of tongue kissing. Oh, mm. awesome. hey, watch out! <laughs> what do you got here? Mm. Oh, hey, baby. Sorry. So he um. <laughs> so he managed to. He took it straight to the um, town silversmith. So and he basically encased it in silver, so that the tongue was still visible but it was kind of holding its uh, proportions as it was at the time and it's in this big gold cask type thing so the jawbone and the tongue hanging out it's pretty freaky apparently his vocal cords as well so there must have been something there must have been something oh i think the answer is obvious he um he got offered a small nip of water from the eternal spring Mm. But instead of just making him immortal, it just made whatever the water has <laughs> to made him immortal. Touched. Oh, that's yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't his like whole it. urinary tract <laughs> like immortal then? <laughs> it wasn't enough. It was just a nip. So they're probably oh, right, yeah, evaporated right, right. by the time it got past yeah, his Yeah, true, true. <laughs> he was a spitter. He just took a bit in. Yeah, yeah. Gave it it. And yeah he gargled it. it. You're right. He just gargled it yeah. spat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did a yeah. he did a fountain of youth tasting service and just yeah. spat it out, lovely tannins, and just uh, yeah. out it went. So, patron saint of finding things and you know, well, owner of an immortal tongue. Yeah, open, what are they doing? Owner of the 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 tongue. <laughs> 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 cracking open vaults in the first place, and then finding a tongue yeah. and deciding the best thing you can do is give it a big old. Big old bash. Yeah. Now, I do have to ask the question that, uh, you know, needs to be asked of a lot of uh, historical stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, breaking into the tomb, how many people were there? <laughs> um, there's no actual mention of the numbers. So it could be one. Um, it says yeah, you, went, you went around telling everyone, I found this tongue and a jawbone and yeah, I gave and it a big and old kissed yeah, and by what the way, I'm about to go and stand out in my backyard for an hour and eat grass. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly. Well, I think that you know, 
how dare you suggest that these religious men would have written down absolute nonsense back in the <laughs> 1200s? Stuart, I can't believe that you'd think that were anything less than completely fidelis and everything that they did. No, well, I know. I just, uh, I would have. Your lack of faith. Mm, just disturbing. bring one buddy with you and tell him to back you up. That's all I ask. <laughs> and then say, all right, I gave it a kiss. You should give it a kiss too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we we we, we can tell about this. Mm, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll be right. I'll be right. No, no, we'll be tongue brothers. It'll be great. Kiss it. <laughs> so that was um, Saint Anthony Padre. Right. So if you ever hear about, he's he's a, he's a kind of he's up there in the Catholic hierarchy of saints. I'd say like he's probably one of the more well known. Right. Had no idea that his tongue was actually it's still on display. Apparently, a bit like a delicious piece of turkey. Right. Now, I I was uh, um, when you were t- started that story. It sounded very familiar. So I looked up what you were talking about ergotism, this getting poison, yeah. and I remember because I, I taught the um, the crucible last year, and that's one of the theories uh, about yeah, the Salem course, witch yeah. trials is that. Yeah. That's what happened. The, all these, all these people were um, affected by this ergotism, which creates like it sounds like a really yeah bad creates trip. It's not like, a fun mushroom yeah. trip. But a really bad it creates delusions and yeah, incredible. It's, it sounds incredibly yeah. painful from all of hmm. them. It's not very, not very pleasant. And now it's yeah. apparently used to treat migraines. I'm guessing in small doses. Well, there's yeah, there's. there's yeah, it's a it's a bit of a um, I suppose a naturopath. A lot of naturopaths <laughs> oh. use it. I think is one of the thing. But it, there, but there have been cases of people still being poisoned. Poisoning. Mm. So, All right. Well, there you go. Um, the other. Well, I've got one oh. more saint, and this is kind of. Um, sorry, I'm just I'm just going to get all of my religious. No, please. I'm very happy out of the way straight up. So we've got um, St. Catherine of yep. Siena. What's her um, She was born in 14th century Tuscany, yep. just when the Black Death was hitting its stride. Mm. So probably <laughs> cool. um, Her twin sister died straight at death. Always a good start yep. to a story. And she was the 23rd and 24th child born to her parents. <laughs> Sorry, she was two, two children born. The twins, so her okay. twin brother, twin <laughs> yeah, I, I was about the same. I was like, she was the 23rd and the 24th child. Right. Wait, 23rd and 24th you... child? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. In the, in the 14th wow. century. Wow. Wow. Imagine that. That is she the toughest woman alive? Oh, my God. It was a barnacle. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's a busy like many many years. That's not that's a lot of your time. That's, that's a uh, lot of I'd, time. Especially, like, there must have been a few twins. Yeah, in there, there were yeah. twins, like, but had, still, but still a lot. <laughs> Even if they're all twins, it's still twelve pregnancies. Yeah, it will. <laughs> still, still a fair chunk. Um, yeah. Any information on how many of those children survived beyond a year? Um, I think half of them died in in Wow. All right. So that pretty much meant, you know, get straight back on it to replace it straight away, don't you? So 24. 
So, okay, so let's just say, let's assume that, you know, two sets of those were twins. That's 20 others. So that's one a year for 20 years. Oh, yeah, she's probably, she probably going from 14. Yeah. Yes. 14. And then she probably died at 14. Or do we assume that, you know, maybe there was 20 at once and then. <laughs> and then twins. Two, two <laughs> really? twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe there was like uh, you know, fifteen years in between them and the twins are going not just to forget. Twenty. Oh, that's right. That's why I didn't do this. <laughs> oh, okay. Where's that hole? Get in the hole, husband. I want to beat yeah. you. How about you? Maybe. That, maybe that's why the hole was there to stop any kind of. Yeah, food damaging. <laughs> Any husband out of the hole will put twenty four kids in you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd be going straight for the nuts. <laughs> yeah, you surely would. You had, had, right, had a bit of cloth with a yeah. rock in it, and some dude that impregnated you twenty four kids. <laughs> That's where you'd be aiming. It's not exactly the money. Yeah, well, you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't want him to be in the hole at all, would you? Yeah, I think a sock and a rock no, might be a good episode title. <laughs> 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 Maybe upside down. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to get him up. Way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you have to be in the hole but standing on your head. That's fair. <laughs> so anyway, from a very young age, Catherine claimed that she had visions of Jesus, as you did yeah. at the time. Probably a bit of her going on there as well. Um, which then, this is the part which really kind of caught my attention. Um, it eventually developed into what she called a mystical marriage. Right. And where she entered this relationship, this this marriage with Jesus, um, it was signified not by a red wedding ring, but by a what? Um, so a mystical marriage to well, but signified not by a wedding ring, but by crown of thorns. Her uterus falling out, probably. <laughs> by the sounds of the name. What? <laughs> It was, it was signified by an invisible ring of Jesus' foreskin. <laughs> this is what she claimed. She reckoned that she had been um, having these visions of Jesus and that he had presented her with his foreskin as a sign of matrimony. Wow. Did she get a little tan mark on her finger where it would have sit? <laughs> She worked pretty hard after that, but if you got a if you got a fourie finger, is that? I just love the fact that there is an actual statement in here that says Jesus's foreskin, and that was just a, a wonderful. I probably moment. shouldn't take that as an episode title, but I'd like to. <laughs> right, but it was invisible. So, so it was oh, invisible. Of course, it was invisible. His foreskins are invisible, Matt. What are you on about? Yeah, I guess so. Well, you know. Mm. Jesus. I don't think Jesus' moil was <laughs> put it away. Keeping it keeping it for the right lady 1,300 yeah. years later. Jesus' moil yeah. might be a good episode title. <laughs> Take care of this. Yeah. <laughs> Some oh, Paul. What am I going to do? <laughs> um, all right. So, well, look, who are we to argue? Exactly. Yeah. You know, right. You know, on the scale of religious batshittery, it's probably pretty par for the course, I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 
there's no nuttier than um, trying to have 24 kids, I suppose. Enduring the Black Death. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I suppose that is the time to pump them out, just to kind of. All right, yeah. How many? What are the odds? Three? All right, that'll do. So anyway, she helped out with the poor, did a lot of blah, 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 and that's why she got sainted. But um, No, not the foreskin gear. Well, the foreskin gear, that kind of gave it, this is what, well, it, it helped, you know. It, okay. you know, you, it gave her her power level. like Green Lantern. As she had. <laughs> <laughs> she handed the CV to the Pope to get the, <laughs> to get canonised. Foreskin ring was pretty much the. Qualification, yeah. Oh, goodness. State of nurses and illness and all this fucking weird shit. But um, anyway, she died at 33. Right. Yeah, you bloody, you bloody hope so. Yeah. Otherwise, she would have just kept going. Same age. <laughs> Isn't that then, JC's age as well? Yeah, yeah, as well. You know, he wanted his foreskin back. <laughs> Yeah, I had it for 33 years. You have it for 33 years. We're all fine. Yeah. I I know I'm mixing mythologies here slightly, but I can just imagine him on the other side of the River Styx (laughs) and you're coming across and he's just kind of standing there impatiently holding his hand out. (laughs) And then you've got to hand it over when he gets there. Give me that foreskin back. What are you doing with that? And she says, no, get in that ditch and grab that club (laughs) and we can just one way to settle this. Yeah. Foreskin, you gave it to me in good faith. <laughs> uh, Raymond of Capua decided to move her mortal remains. Um, oh, no. uh, he didn't kiss her foreskin uh, ring, did he? When they, <laughs> when they cracked open her tomb, um, she pretty much started rotting apart and yeah. her head was completely removed like perfectly severed at like the vertebrae at the neck and so they decided of course let's stick it in a box so now that it box is still on display and as well as many other parts of her have been spread all over italy so her head kind of sits a bit um bohemian rhapsody style in a um (laughs) grotto in a church I was a bit lost as to what you meant yeah, by yeah. Rhapsody, but now I get it. The lighting yeah. style, yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so she's got three fingers and a foot are in Venice, hand and a shoulder blade in Rome, and one of her ribs are in Florence. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, well, probably, uh, probably for everyone's safety's sake, you know, you don't want her coming back. Um, you know, fucking and putting bits of foreskin on her hands. <laughs> well, you know what? I have to tell you, I actually have her oh, wedding marriage foreskin. You what? I actually own it. I, I own her her Jesus wedding foreskin. The second telling didn't clarify. Oh, it's just that if if she can claim she had it, why can't I? Oh, what? yeah. Oh, I see. Ah, right. Mm. Okay. Well, what superpowers has it given you? <laughs> it doesn't mean a thing unless you wear that foreskin ring. <laughs> what, what superpowers has it given me? I don't know, but come back when I'm being dead a while in a tomb and <laughs> my head will be completely nice. Or maybe my tongue will be left or maybe yeah. just my ring finger will be <laughs> left intact. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. All right. That's uh, that's uh, an odd person. I'm going to go ahead and say that without you know fear of too much repercussion. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He might come back. Yeah. A cow. Might get sued. <laughs> she has got Jesus foreskin on her. Just a ring finger comes along. Yeah. Was resurrected. If you like a way, you better put a ring on it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to move on to product of the week, fellas. Okay. And um, uh, you may be pleased to hear this is another product from the makers of Instant Underpants. Oh, yes. Um, and it is Bacon Floss. That's right. Dentists recommend flossing and we recommend bacon. It is bacon-flavoured uh, floss, if you hadn't guessed that already. You know, when you're brushing your teeth and getting ready for bed, that's valuable time wasted where you could be tasting bacon. Um, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Brush your teeth, get your minty yeah. fresh. And then- yeah. Why not just kind of really drill that straight into your gums, that bacony flavour? I wouldn't worry too much about Trying to eat bacon the traditional way, get it straight into your bloodstream by gums. I see. Yeah. So there you go. It. it. Has anyone ever thought about inventing cocaine floss? Well, you oh. could, I suppose. You could. Well, don't just give it away for free on a fucking free podcast. Like, <laughs> keep, keep that up your sleeve. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. No, but there you go. I um. I I thought you guys would appreciate bacon floss. Four ninety five. Four ninety five. Four ninety five. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a twenty seven yards, whatever that is. Twenty seven yards. In, in meters. Twenty seven yards. <laughs> I reckon you could use it for, for binding your various meats. <laughs> you know, oh, that's an idea. Yeah. Up a chook, bit of bacon floss in there. Oh yeah. Well, like, yeah, keeping your roast together. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right. A parting oddity for you, fellas, as we uh, draw to a close this evening. You know, it's a tradition these days to say cheese when you're getting a photo taken. Mm. It wasn't always that way. Back in the 1840s, people used to say prunes. Prunes instead of cheese. Now, the reason people say cheese today is because the ch gets your teeth together and the ease makes you kind of stretch your lips out into a, a smile kind of formation. Mm. But but back in the 1840s, uh, big grins were seen as childish oh. and, and a sign you were a bit of a thicko. <laughs> so, so a London photographer uh, told people to say prunes instead because the style at the time was to have a tight kind of little uh, taut mouth. So mm. prunes was, was the thing that was said. Mm, so, so, so there you go. At some point, uh, someone decided that uh, that uh, you could smile in photos and not be seen as a bit of a dickhead, <laughs> and uh, it, it migrated from prunes to cheese. Nice, yeah, appropriate response. <laughs> All the way across the antipasto plate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when Devon's going to be next, Devon. Well. <laughs> I thought we might have got through without a Devon mention, but I know we got some um, more in there. We're all good. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for joining me tonight, fellas. Thank you. It's thank a pleasure as always. Much. Lovely to have you on uh, for a first time, Rich. And thank we'll you. see you all. Uh,
Well, that's it for season one of Bit Weird, but fair enough, I guess. It's a little hard to keep competing in the weird mistakes with some of the stuff going on at the moment, when, especially when you have the leader of a superpower saying things like, you know, one day it's like a miracle, it would disappear. This virus, it would disappear. Follow us on the socials so you can find out when we're coming back Twitter, Instagram, Facebook we'll probably come out with a couple of specials in the next little while but we'll be back uh, later on the year thanks for listening friends oh step right up to the the ghost ride oh you'll shit your pants